0: He left the door just slightly open. Would it be the right decision? Is it what they're going to do? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Tuesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schuber back with you once again here on the show. Hope everybody is having a great start to their Tuesday. Hope everyone had a great start to their week. A fun little ending to that Monday Night Football game last night in a battle of the NFC South teams. And we've got an NFC South team to discuss here on the show today. Recent comments from Arthur Smith, Atlanta Falcons head coach, had me wondering a little bit about what they might do over the final four games of the regular season. So we'll focus on that here on the show today. But before we do that, you guys, Know the drill by now. Got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head on over to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code believe BLEA, that's B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts and Arthur Smith kind of opened the door a little bit. And In order to understand the context here, I'm pulling up the quote that Arthur Smith gave after the game talking about the bye week that's coming up and any potential changes that we might see for the Atlanta Falcons. And I will admit here at the top of the show, I think it's very important to be transparent with everybody here. I don't listen to Arthur Smith press conferences on the regular. I don't pay attention to every little detail that he maybe shares with the media. So I don't know if this is something that he's maybe hinted at in the past, and this is just the status quo, but I saw the tweet in the timeline at this stage of the season with what is left for this team to play play for. I thought it certainly was an interesting conversation to be had here on the show today. And Arthur Smith basically opened the door that entering the bye week this week, that there would be a conversation, that there would be an evaluation of everything for the Atlanta Falcons. And obviously, everything includes the quarterback situation with Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter, who is sitting on the bench ready and probably very eager to get an opportunity to potentially start for this football team and to show everybody what he has. And so that, to me, is a big story, and it's something that we should focus on. And the Atlanta Falcons find themselves in a very interesting spot. They find themselves in a spot where they were in the mix for the NFC South, in a division that hadn't been playing very well, still isn't playing very well. Right now, the leader in the division is 6-6. Six and six. You have the 5-8 and eight Saints. You have the 5-8 and eight Falcons. You have teams that are close. They're still mathematically in it. It's still mathematically possible for them to win. But it doesn't feel likely that the Atlanta Falcons are going to be able to put it together. But the Atlanta Falcons, I think, have surprised a lot of people this year. They have a roster that a lot of people thought was probably the worst. In the NFC South, with a team that was still in transition, probably a year or two away, and that they were going to struggle. Well, this team, other than maybe one or two games this season, they have been competitive in every single game they've played. They've had a chance to win in almost every single game they've played this season. And if a couple bounces of the ball went their way, or maybe if on the margins in some of the roster spots they were a little bit better, some of those wins may have gone their way this season. And then they were they could have been putting a little bit more pressure on the 6-6 six and six bucks. But you got to give them a ton of credit. You give Arthur Smith a ton of credit. Because I think going into this season, there were some questions of potentially him being on a hot seat there in Atlanta, and it probably wasn't uh, deserved, and he has done a very good job coaching that team up and having them in a position to be competitive on the regular basis. But at 5-8, and eight, going into a bye week with only four games remaining on the schedule, do they entertain the idea? Do they flirt with the idea of giving Desmond Ritter an opportunity? Here was the quote from Arthur Smith about what the Falcons might do over the next four games. Quote, we will evaluate everything. Every job is open. Got some private thoughts, but we need to decompress. We need to meet as a staff. Sure, we've been close, but we have to evaluate everything, get back over the hump, get back in the winning category, end quote. And he also went on to talk about how change, that there are examples of change being able to spark something, obviously in reference to making a quarterback change. And Listen, if you would have asked me this a couple of weeks ago when the Falcons were truly in the mix for competing for a division and competing for a playoff spot, I would have argued if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You got Marcus Mariota. You have an identity that is winning football games for you. You are running the football very well. The passing game is what it is, but your defense is playing well enough and you're in football games and you have a chance. Now, as we sit here with four games left in the regular season, a team that is two games back of the division leader, they're obviously not going to compete for a wild-card spot at 5-8, and eight, so it's one opportunity for them to make the playoffs, and that doesn't seem very likely right now. What is the harm in giving Desmond Ritter a shot over the last four games of the season? I wouldn't describe this as a benching of Marcus Mariota. I think Marcus Mariota has played fine this season, but more of a, we need to understand what we have in Desmond Ritter. The Atlanta Falcons used a third-round selection on the quarterback out of Cincinnati. They didn't invest a first-round pick or a second-round pick, one of the top two picks that they had in the draft, but they invested a third-round pick. They invested a day-two pick in getting Desmond Ritter on their roster, and I think now with them probably out of the playoff race, at least the, the division race, that there should be strong consideration to being able to give Desmond Ritter these game reps. Yeah, they see him in practice every week. Yeah, they see uh, him work and they see what the film study looks like and his preparation with the team and the game plan and they see him in practice and they see him all those things, but there's nothing like game reps. And I think the best opportunity to give Desmond Ritter is to give him these four games, which really don't matter for the long-term future and stability of your franchise so that you can be able to go into the offseason with at least some information. Is it a complete picture? No, it is not a complete answer to the puzzle of who Desmond Ritter is. But you'd feel a lot better about having four games on film that you can look at in the offseason and say, what do we like? What do we don't like? What are the biggest areas of concern? Where do we need to work with Desmond? Because you didn't take him in the third round just to have him sit as a backup and never play for you. You picked him up in the third round for a team that's searching for a long-term answer as a quarterback. You took him as somewhat of a flyer. But you want to evaluate. We've got plenty of examples of quarterbacks taken on day two and in rounds two, three, four, five that have gone on to be successful starters. Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson before Denver uh Geno Smith is a second round pick who's thriving right now Dak Prescott was a what a fourth round pick there are examples Desmond Ritter could follow that same model but you need to know what you have you need to know where he is in the evaluation process you need to know where he is as a as a prospect as a quarterback and the only way to do that is to get him out on the field and the perfect place listen there are two there are two weeks of the season and, and regular listeners of the show are, are gonna he- they're gonna hear this and They're going to know I've said it before. There are two games in which you should be the most prepared for as a team in the regular season. The first game of the season and when you come out of the bye. Those are the two games you have the most time to prepare for. You have the most time to understand who your opponent is. And that should be the best version of your team those two weeks of the year. Well, what better opportunity to get Desmond Ritter in there when he has a bye that gives him more time to prepare? And it's not as if... There's just a juggernaut of a schedule where he's facing great defense after great defense after great defense down the stretch. Here are the final four games if he were to play for the Atlanta Falcons. The Saints, the Ravens, the Cardinals, and the Bucs. Saints don't have that great of a defense. I know they gave Tom Brady some fits last night in the game on Monday Night Football, but they're not going to absolutely obliterate him. The Ravens, the Cardinals, and the Bucs. I don't think there's a 85 Bears defense in there. I don't think there are you know, a Bill Belichick defense that's really going to be able to create these exotic things that are going to confuse him as a quarterback. So let's get him out there. Let's see what he's got. If you are the Atlanta Falcons and you are going to enter an offseason in which you're going to have probably a, a top-half pick once again, you are trying to take the next step in your rebuild, you need to understand what you have at the quarterback position and what you don't. And I think you have a pretty good idea of what you have in Marcus Mariota. It's toward the bottom in every, uh, almost every passing statistic. There is no passing game, really, that is a true threat on a weekly basis for the, for the Atlanta Falcons. They just don't have it. They are a run-first team. They have a running quarterback who gives them stuff in the run game. Corell Patterson has been very good. They do not have the passing attack at a passing league that is going to allow them to consistently win. It's why they're getting the bad end of the of the coin here in these games, and that's why they're sitting at 5-8. and eight. They just don't have a consistent enough passing attack and one that's reliable and one that's efficient enough for them to win football games. And so you know what you have in Marcus Mariota. Desmond Ritter gives you that same kind of running ability. I don't know you'd make him a focal point of, of your rushing attack the way you do Marcus, but you do have a quarterback that is mobile, can extend plays with his feet, can be a part of the running game, but I think gives you probably a little bit more upside as a passer. And so let's see. Let's see what he would be able to give you in the passing game, what spark he might be able to provide for your team. And if you can end this end the season on a high note, getting some wins, while also figuring out who what you have in Desmond Ritter when you go into an offseason where you're going to have a pretty good pick, you're going to have some dollars in free agency, you're going to want to figure out what direction you want to turn to in At the quarterback position, are you just going to run it back next year with Mariota and Desmond Ritter? Let's say they play this out and they don't play Desmond Ritter. Are the Atlanta Falcons really going to run it back next year with Marcus Mariota, again, knowing what he is, and Desmond Ritter, a complete unknown because he sat for an entire year and you have not seen NFL game tape. Are you really going to do that? That doesn't feel like a thing that they would do. And so they potentially would go out and would they draft a quarterback? Would In two straight years, they invest a draft pick? Now, it was only a third last year, and I don't think that's going to stop you if you really love a Will Levis, a Bryce Young, a C.J. Stroud, an Anthony Richardson, who declared yesterday. If you don't love, if you love one of those quarterbacks... Then you'll go for him. If you don't love one of those quarterbacks, then it feels like you would use your picks to surround to to work out the rest of your roster and roll with what you have internally. Maybe bring in a veteran to compete with Marcus and Desmond Ritter, and you go from there. But I don't think you're just going to run it back with the same two guys that you have this year. And that's why I think it's of the utmost importance that you understand what you have in Desmond Ritter, or at least get a get a plot point, get a data point on the board of what Desmond Ritter is. So I'm campaigning hard for this um, because I think it just makes sense. Not only to maybe give the Atlanta Falcons fan base some, some, uh, a spark, a boost, uh, some energy about what the future might be, if you can allow Desmond Ritter to play and he can show some signs of why he was one of the best quarterbacks in college and why he was considered a top quarterback when it came to the draft in 2021 and it gives you I think it, more information is always better and it doesn't have to be complete information but more information allows you to make important decisions it allows you to have good process good knowledge to be able to make a decision and so while a lot of people feel the future is bright for the Atlanta Falcons for what they have in other areas Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Cordero Patterson's been really good and they, they need some help on the defensive side of the ball they still don't have the quarterback answer and so I would very much advocate for getting Desmond Ritter in here in these final four games against a schedule that could allow him to showcase his skills and I think it would be fun Uh, I think it's a good evaluation point. And I think for the long-term health of your franchise, you got to know what you have because you do not want to roll into next year with Desmond Ritter uh, being a relative unknown. And Arthur Smith, again, opened that door uh, by saying, yeah, we're going to evaluate everything. I got some private thoughts of what we might want to do, but we need to evaluate anything. And it wouldn't be the first time he sat Marcus Mariota down. He did it when he was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee. I think this would be for completely different reasons. I think this would be to give your front office a leg up, give your front office a bit of a head start on the offseason. And, yeah, it's unfortunate that you would potentially be punting on the year, but you don't know what you have in Desmond Ritter until he plays and maybe he can go out there and surprise you and play really well. And then you can say, Wow, we've we've got a guy that we feel comfortable enough to be the starter here in year two. We feel we we got a guy that we feel comfortable enough that we can develop and continue to grow and he can be our starter moving forward. How, how great would that be if you're Atlanta and you've already got the guy in the building? You don't know until you put him out there. And again, you wait you, you use the third round pick on the guy. So if he goes out there in these four games and he really struggles and he really looks like a developmental uh, prospect, if he really looks like a developmental quarterback, okay. We used the third-round pick. We, we, we looked at a guy. He's a developmental guy. He might be able to be a backup for us. We're, we're not going to give up on him just yet, but we do realize that we probably need to go in a different direction. Again, it's good to be able to be in that position to where you feel you have a good feeling one way or the other what direction you want to go in. One more thing. Talking about the NFC South here on the show, I mentioned Monday Night Football a couple of times to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, an incredible comeback by Tampa Bay. Tom doing it once again in order to uh, give the Bucs a victory to get them to 6-6, six and six, give them a little bit of breathing room in that weird divisional race in the NFC South. But boy, does Todd Bowles deserve some criticism for the situation that he put his team in. We talked about it last week with coaching decisions on Monday and Friday, and I gave Bill Belichick a hard time for some of the weird coaching decisions and how he basically punted uh, away the game with some of just the lack of aggressiveness in big moments. Well, Todd Bowles uh, maybe didn't listen to the show on Friday about Bill Belichick because he made some weird decisions uh, in, you know, basically in in opposing territory on fourth down with with 15 minutes to go at the start of the fourth quarter, decided not to go for for it, decided to punt it away in an area where you probably should go for it more often than not and then down 16-3 to three with about 6 minutes to go when on the last two drives the Saints had chewed up 14 minutes of the clock they only scored two field goals but they chewed up 14 minutes of the clock he decided you know what we're down 13 points we're down two scores now nah, I'm still going to punt it away with 6 minutes to go even though the team has uh, on their last two drives the opposing team has averaged 7 minutes and they basically would run it out they got lucky the defense was able to get the job done that's Todd Bowles' specialty they were able to get the stops that they needed and, and Tom Brady is Tom Brady and he did, uh, he did what he did but it's not going to get any criticism criticism because they won the game and they got the 6 and 6 but you know the drill here on the show we are not going to let those things uh, go undiscussed because it is still important because if that team is going to go on a run and you certainly think with Tom Brady uh, you're still going to think you have a chance to go on a run when that guy's your quarterback then that situational stuff's got to be fixed and Todd's been doing this for a long time. He kind of had this going on in New York when he was the head coach and it seems like he's doing some of the same stuff uh, as the Tampa coach. That is going to do it for the Tuesday edition of the show. Hope everyone makes it a great Tuesday. I thanks as always to Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. I will talk to everybody tomorrow.